What's going on, everybody? I'm Kyle Richards, and welcome to the Abstract Sports Podcast, where we bring sports back to life with a fresh perspective on the game from abstract yet popular angles. We're coming at you live on Facebook only this time for special reasons, saving the internet for all the things I need it for. So no Instagram today. I'm sorry, Instagram. No Periscope or Twitter. I'm really sorry. I tried to direct as many people to the Facebook page as possible because it's got the highest quality and it's where the most of the people come. So um, I'll do my best to respond to all the comments since it's only on one platform now. It'll be a lot easier. So I look forward to getting involved in the chat with you guys. But today is a little bit different. We're on episode seven now. I've been doing this for actually eight weeks. Finally have our first co-host. He is my friend Corbin from college. I've known him for a good handful of years. Um, whether it's been talking about sports or playing video games or just hanging out outside of class up at the University of Idaho. Um, I've known this guy for a while now. He was, he was a groomsman at my wedding. Great dude. So I just want to introduce Corbin. How's it going, my man? Hey, Kyle. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. Excited to be here. So if you want, if you could just tell a little bit about yourself so people kind of know who they're talking about or talking to. Um, I know that a lot of the people that are going to come through here probably know you in some fashion. But if you could tell a little bit about yourself, I think that would be good. Right. Hopefully they know me in good ways. Yeah, I but, hope uh, so. <laughs> Kyle, Kyle gave me a pretty generous introduction. I was, uh, I was born and raised in Alaska and moved to Moscow to go to school at U of I. And I met Kyle. He's my orientation leader. And uh, I guess the rest is history. We moved in pretty close to each other, upstairs, downstairs neighbors, and shared a lot of interests and a lot of similar friends and <clears throat> had a great experience at uh, school together. And then we only live a couple hours away now in southern Idaho, so it's uh, it's great that I'm close enough that we get to see each other. And thanks again for having me. Yeah, of course, man. And uh, to bring it back to sports just a little bit, I remember you telling me this story about how, how you sort of got into sports or being involved in sports in school. Um, could you share a little bit about that story? Yeah, so I'm not particularly athletic, but I've always played sports, and that was uh, kind of my, my mom's rule when I was growing up. She knew the uh, the social implications of participating in sporting events um, in sports in high school and middle school, and so she basically gave us an ultimatum for me and my three siblings. I'm the youngest of four. Uh, you can either participate in sports or you can volunteer full-time, and you're not allowed to get a job. So basically the only logical uh, thought process there is to participate in sports, whether you're good or not. So I ran cross-country, played basketball, and ran track for four years all through high school. Um, went to state my senior year of basketball, but I rode the pine. I was basically uh, 13th man of the year. But uh, I, was an, I, was a, I was a cheerleader in uniform, but I had a great time, made a lot of good friends, and had a, had a lot of really good experiences. And bad ones, but that's part of the of the process right yeah so even being a bench rider you have some value to the team because you're helping them practice and and you're just, i mean you know in high school you're ultimately just trying to become a become a person you're trying to become an adult eventually right and so right. You're getting to meet all these good connections that you can uh, move forward with in life and you can take that experience in, in communicating with those teammates and use those skills elsewhere in life so definitely good some good stuff there man um so before we get into the thick of everything I got a few little notes here that I want to just give some shout outs. First of all, for the people who are watching now, they probably know the person I'm talking about personally, but my wife snagged an internship for the summer. That's what's up. So we need the rap horn. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Um, Congratulations, Kelly. Yeah, Kelly. 
Uh, we're both really excited about that. That's big news for, for our very small family of me, her, and our two annoying cats. Um, that's one, <laughs> that's one cat comment. I'll take tally. That's one. Um, and then in other news, also my, the best man from my wedding, uh, it's his, it's his birthday today. He turns 27. So, uh, happy birthday to Dallas. Um, after this podcast is over, I'm actually going to be heading out to go celebrate with him. Um, hopefully it doesn't get too wild. I'm sure we'll keep it pretty tame though. Um, Charles says, congrats, Kelly. I will pass that on. Um, I'm not even sure she knows what I do on this podcast. I don't think she's ever watched it, so <laughs> I had to throw it out there anyways. I'll let her know you said congrats. In her um, defense, she's very busy. She is very busy. She's, you know, engine, engineering student, uh, working part-time, school full-time. Um, yeah, she's got a lot going on, so I understand. Um, but that's the intro. Now let's get into the thick of things. And... First up is baseball, so we're going to kind of build up in content as we go throughout the podcast today. Got the least about baseball, a little more about football, and then the most about basketball because it's NBA playoff season, and uh, Corbin and I love basketball the most, so I figured why not talk about that while I have him here. Uh, But first, let's start with MLB and some fantasy baseball. Charles says, happy birthday, Dallas. I'll be sure to tell him that when I see him a little bit later this evening. Um, So if I were to rely on my fantasy football, or sorry, not football, (laughs) getting ahead of myself already. Uh, If I relied on my fantasy baseball lineup for an MLB update for you guys today, I would tell you that there have been a ton of injuries. And Charles, I really haven't seen your lineup lately, but man, I've been struggling. I've been having to drop guys like crazy, guys that I don't want to drop. I I almost had to drop Buster Posey because I wasn't sure he was ever going to come back from getting dinged in the head with that fastball. Um, You know, you never want to see a guy go down like that. But I managed to hold on to him. He, He recovered from his concussed days. And he's back in the starting lineup. So super excited about that. Um, but then there's guys who are just like throwing their elbows out. You know, they, they play baseball all the time. It's a, it's a long season too. It's just crazy that only, what, 15 games into the season, I probably had like five injuries in the last week. And I'm still trying to get a hold of it on how how often baseball players sit out. And, like, you know, when they're injured and what type of, what type of injuries do baseball players actually have and how does that affect my fantasy lineup. So I've been struggling with that a little bit. Um, I'm actually sitting in like eighth place right now, I think. Uh, Actually in ninth. Yeah, I'm doing pretty terribly at the moment. But as my pitchers get injured, I I had a lot of relief pitchers. I've started replacing them with starting pitchers in hopes that I can get more stats out of them. Um, Not even sure if that's the best route to go, but it seems to be working. Um, (laughs) So I might just stick with that. Uh, Charles on Facebook says, Bryce Harper slamming today. Seven homers on the year, Star- Starling Marte, 80-game ban for steroids. That's right. I heard about that. That's He's already out for half the season because he's – The PEDs will get you. Yeah, they will. Jeez, was that a random drug test or something? Did he hit too many home runs and they're like, oh, you know what, this guy. Um, but, they better check him. Yeah, they should. <laughs> yeah, Bryce Harper's always slamming, though, not just today. Seven on the year, you know, that's like a – a home run every other game at least. So that's good for him. Um, and so speaking of MLB, like I don't want to talk too much about my fantasy because it's kind of horrible. Um, when it gets better, I'll talk more about it. <laughs> um, but Corbin here, um, when when, Cor- when Charles was asking everybody about joining the MLB Fantasy League, I was he told me that it could be for research. I'm like, dang, Charles, you got me there. Can't say no to that. So I'm using the, the Fantasy League for research, but... Uh, in the same group message, 
Charles asked uh, Corbin if he wanted to participate in our fantasy baseball league, and what did you say about that? I said, capital no. Hell no. (laughs) Heck no. Hard pass. (laughs) Capital no. Oh, my goodness. So what's your reason behind that? Do you just hate baseball, or what's the deal? It doesn't have to do with fantasy, because I play fantasy. I mean, we've had a fantasy football league consistently for the last, I guess it would be seven years now. Right. Six years, six or seven. And I play fantasy basketball the last few years, and it's a lot of fun. But um, baseball season, I think I run into the same issue that a lot of people do. Baseball is such a long season. like you really got to be committed. It's and true. if you, if you kind of only go halfway on fantasy, um, it kind of brings down the level of competition for the entire group. And uh, I, I just... Baseball is just not my favorite sport, and uh, I can't f- see myself spending that much time on it, <laughs> to be quite honest with you. Yeah. I do appreciate the invite, though. I'm sure you do. I'm not, like, throwing you under the bus or anything, but since Charles is here, I kind of had to say something about it. <laughs> but uh, I'm on the same same uh, same strand as you, though. I, It's a long season, and I find myself, like, I try to set my lineup a week in advance, um, but then I, I check my lineup every day to make sure it's good. And then I realize that I have, like, two injuries all of a sudden. I'm like, crap, I have to switch the whole thing up. And then that messes my lineup up throughout the week. So that's never fun. Um, right, and line, <laughs> lineups can change, too. Uh, you know, that all has to do with the league manager and how it's set up. But uh, it can be, you know, it can be as easy as you only have to check it once a week. But if you're having injuries all the time and you're deep in the season, I mean, it's a it's a commitment. It really is. But I'm, I'm more than it's happy fun. to be. A, yeah, it's fun. I, I like Especially the challenge of it. Yeah, I like the challenge of it. It, it. I mean, you get to compete with your buddies, talk smack, and all the things that come along with fantasy sports. Um, but it, for me, it's helping me more learn a little bit more about the game, it, especially learn more names in the game. Like I knew, you know, Bryce Harper, like Justin Verlander, and uh, Jose Martinez, and like a few other guys. And and I don't know, Mike it, Trout. Mike Trout's even the other I, big guy. Yeah, even I know. Even I know those guys you're talking about. Yeah, and so it'll help me learn more of the names in the game and. And just the trends of like what teams are actually good and which ones aren't. So, I'm really thankful for that. For that, and Charles being the league manager, doing a killer job. Uh, Allison, he's, he's probably probably a dictator. <laughs> yeah, he's a dictator. Actually, he has a he has a poll going on the league. It's a it's a league poll, and the question is, who do you think is going to win the the championship this year? And all of the options trickle down to the Chicago Cubs. <laughs> Total Charlie thing to do, right? Subtle, subtle play. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, so baseball, fantasy baseball is going okay. Um, I'm actually looking more forward to the local baseball season here in my hometown of Idaho Falls. Uh, we have a, a, a farm team. They're like a single A, like three steps back from the immediate farm team for the uh, Kansas City Royals. They're called the Idaho Falls Chuckers. Um, I actually think their name is super clever. Because for the longest time, I just like, oh, Chucker is a bird, because that's what's on their logo. But then I'm like, oh, you chuck a baseball. Like, you know, another word for throwing. It took me too many years to figure that out. <laughs> so <laughs> kudos to their team for fooling I went and me. saw a game with you last summer. It was a lot of fun. It's a really cool thing to have in a town like Idaho Falls. I agree. I mean, here in Idaho Falls, there's not a whole lot to do besides, like, uh, like I participate in bowling leagues. A lot of people participate in like uh, summer softball leagues, soccer leagues. I mean, those are all great things. But in terms of like actual entertainment where you go watch something instead of do it, um, that's one of the biggest things here. Um, and so, I mean, I, there's also talks that uh, based on some of the city development that's happening, that we could be getting a semi-pro hockey team at some point because that's pretty big in this oh. area. 
Yeah, so there's a, a place over here called Snake River Landing, and they they have a huge plan to build all these um, these buildings and businesses and social venues, um, including a hockey arena. I think that was one of the um, requirements when they put this plan together for the city. So uh, that way it can bring more than just business storefronts to, to the community, but also an entertainment value as well. So um, have you how many have you ever been to a hockey game, Corbin? Yeah, I grew up in uh, in Alaska, and not too far from Anchorage. And Anchorage had the Aces, and they actually play the Steelheads over in Boise. Oh, that's um, right. They're in the same circuit. So, yeah, I went to quite a few games as a kid whenever we were in Anchorage. You know, you go get some $10 tickets, ring some bells, wear a jacket, watch some fights, some hits, and it's just good family fun. I agree. I love hockey. It is I awesome. I get more into hockey, honestly. But having a local town to root for would be a uh, local team to root for would be awesome. Yeah, I hope that's, you guys get it. That's probably one of the best ways to get involved in a sport. I think is have have that sport be with you, be in your town. Um, Absolutely. Charles on Facebook says, "Sadly, the Aces are leaving Anchorage." Is he just saying yep. that to prank you? Oh, it is. No, no, he's not trolling. They uh, they're shutting down. They can't make any money. Uh, it's just funny because half the people I know my age were always going there for two dollar beers and ringing bells and blasting that up on social media and Snapchat, but. Huh. Um, yeah, they're going under, unfortunately. That's yeah. about the third semi-pro sport in Alaska to try it. We had an XFL team. or Oh, really? Yeah, XFL team when they did that for a short period of time, the Alaska Wild. Yeah, and that lasted about a year. <laughs> That's a bummer. Uh, one yeah, day, it well, was. Maybe they'll stick one day. We'll see. One uh, day the market maybe will develop, but uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see. It's we'll a see tough one, economically. Uh, Charles also says on Facebook, if Vegas can be a desert sports city, why not Idaho Falls? <laughs> yeah, except we're a desert city that actually has all four seasons. We're not just like a little bit of spring and all summer, you know what I mean? <laughs> Had a lot of rain this spring. Yeah, a ton of rain and way more snow this year than, than usual. Actually, like top, like one of the top ten years of snow ever in history mm -hmm. for Idaho Falls. So No drought. No drought. We're, the river is already running high. The Snake River is is a flowing. That's for sure. It's blasting. Yeah, Absolutely. it is. Um, but what's cool is I the the baseball diamond that I'm talking about, the Idaho Falls Chuckers. It's actually located a couple blocks from the river, um, which is another reason why it's such a cool place to be because you can go to a game and then afterwards go walk around the Green Belt. Um, so I'm looking forward to the season starting. Um, if you're from Idaho Falls or if you're interested in going to an Idaho Falls Chuckers game for whatever reason. Uh, the season starts June 19th. That's There's a good chunk of a, away games there. The homecoming game will be on the 23rd of June. Um, so if you're from the area, that's something to look forward to. Corbin, I know you're being in southeastern Idaho. If you come around, we'll have to go catch a game or two. Absolutely. Sweet. It's on uh, my list. And then uh, last thing about baseball, we'll talk a little bit about uh, MLB rankings just to give a quick picture of uh, what teams are on top and which ones aren't. Um, in the West, we've got the Colorado Rockies tied for first at the moment with the Arizona Diamondbacks, 10-5 and five is their record. Um, then we've got uh, Central. The Central Division got Cincinnati Reds and Chicago Cubs. Cubs are in second there. They've got a record of 8-7, and seven, the defending champs. I know Charles wants to see them do well. Uh, Washington Nationals and Miami Marlins atop the East in the National League. Uh, and then for the American League, Baltimore Orioles at the top, eight and four. Got the Detroit Tigers in Central, eight and five. Houston Astros, nine and five. So, you know, the season's kind of just getting started out. A lot of the teams have the same records, and nothing has really been determined at this point. You know, it's a long season. What we're 15, 16 games in. We're like a tenth of the way through this thing. So, 
Ten um, percent. Yeah, we'll we'll have to we'll check back on the rankings in a few weeks and see what it's looking like. But right now, that's sort of the trend. Um, but that's all we've got for baseball. So let's move on to a little bit of NFL. There's been a couple of stories that broke uh, this week that we want to cover, and one of them is kind of one of those tragic stories. Everybody's known it's it's been around for a while now, but um, if you haven't been on on social media, you probably didn't see it, but. Uh, Aaron Hernandez, the former tight end of the New England Patriots, um, he took his own life this morning in his prison cell. Um, and if you don't know the story, basically uh, he was acquitted of a double murder. He was found not guilty, but he still had a life sentence from a previous one where he murdered one of his buddies. And it's like, you know, this is not something that you just, it's not a normal conversation. It's like he just murdered one of his buddies. This dude is, he's crazy. And and there's, I mean, there's a lot of things going around it too. Like when they, when they found him in his, in his cell, I saw, I don't know if this is a rumor, but I saw it from a, I feel like it was a credible news source called the wild card. They have a Facebook page and go check it out. But, um, apparently he had written on his forehead and I'm, I want to say it was in his own blood. I know this is getting a little morbid, but it said like John three sixteen, And then there's a Bible in his cell that was opened up to that passage. Um, could be a rumor. Um, there's talks of the like possibly foul play being a thing. I just I just don't know what to think about the situation. But the guy is a is a murderer. So yeah, I mean a guilty, found guilty, found guilty. So I mean, he takes his life. I don't know what there what what else there is to say about it unless there's some other contingent situation that's involved in this. Um, but um, so you'll want to keep your eye on that story as it goes along. It's a it's just a, a terrible situation really all the way around has been for years. Um, but uh, to get away from the sad stuff, the sad and crazy stuff, uh, NFL draft day is about eight days away. Um, I honestly don't know what the draft order is. I think I know the Titans are up there. <laughs> Shout out to the bears. They're going to be number three, I believe this year. Yeah. Charles, Charlie's, Charlie's going to pick up a, hopefully a strong, strong player. Yeah. Charlie here's the, like through and through Chicago sports fan, minus the White Sox. He's very adamant about that. Uh, so apparently Bears get the third pick. Uh, but one thing that with draft day coming up is a story that's been developing in the NFL is that Marshawn Lynch himself, beast mode, has yeah. has said that he was going to unretire from the, from the NFL or come back that's into the shame. NFL. It's a shame. It's a shame that he's going to unretire? It's a shame he's going to unretire to somewhere besides the Seahawks. Disclaimer. I'm a Seahawks fan. <laughs> yeah, of course you want to see Beastmo go back to the Seahawks if you're a fan. The dude is, he's unreal. But, I mean, how good could he be after taking a year or two off? You know what I mean? A lot of people speculate that it could do a lot of damage. You know, you, you get out of the out of the cycle of that hustle, that lifestyle, that mentality. I'm not sure. You you know he's been riding around on bikes in Scotland for the NFL, you know, doing promos <laughs> and true. making money and going back to Oakland and doing charity work and philanthropy and just kind of enjoying life. So yeah. uh, I can imagine it'd be tough to turn around and try to put the helmet and the, and the cleats back on. Yeah, especially after, like, after he retired, you know, people kept on asking him, like, are you sure this is for real? And it always sounded like he was comfortable with being retired. Like, yeah, man, I'm done. I'm happy doing what I'm doing now. Um, but then he says he's going to unretire, and he tells this to the Raiders. He told it to several people at the Raiders facility that day when he went through for a tour and whatnot. Charles says, too many Skittles. Yeah, that'll weigh you down in the off season <laughs> or in your retirement season. Um, but then after he said that, 
nothing has happened. And I've watched a, a bunch of clips of the people on NFL Network talking about how really draft day is like a deadline for them because if they can't, if the Raiders can't pick up Marshawn by draft day, then they're going to probably have to take a running back in the draft. And so I'm wondering if that is a deadline. Like what's actually going on with this situation? I think the next step is that Marshawn needs to submit that letter to the NFL, to the NFL saying, I'm back, you know, do what MJ right, you, you know, maybe it was, maybe it was hype. Maybe it was, uh, maybe it was just a way to build, build some uh, excitement for the, for the Raiders. I don't know. I think you're right though. If he's going to do it, he's got to submit the letter and get it done because it's coming up quick. It is coming up quick. Just a week away. Um, plus, who doesn't want to see Marshawn, the guy who who lives and basically runs Oakland? I mean, you know, not not literally, but um, who doesn't want to see him come back and play for his hometown team, especially a team that did that did so well this last season? Um, you know, unfortunate Derek Carr went down with the broken leg. I hear he's actually back into uh, getting into the practice routine and everything a little bit. Um, but who doesn't want to see Marshawn come back and play for the city of Oakland? I mean, they are leaving for Vegas in a couple years, but I think that that could bring a lot of camaraderie for that city who's not really feeling it right now after the, the team announces that they're moving to Vegas, you know? That's a good point because he, uh, I mean, he is the hometown hero. Yeah. Played for Cal. Yep. He's Cal Bear. He's a Cal But dude. I think two years would be about the ex- expiration date for him anyway if he came back. And Charles says, would he still be interested now that they are leaving his hometown area? See, that's that's what I mean. Like, I'm, I feel like it's almost like him doing a favor for the city. Like, look, they are moving, but you still got to be a fan because I'm here. And I don't know. <laughs> uh, there's so many different ways it can go. I honestly, I personally want to see him go to Oakland. Sorry, Corbin, and all other Seahawks fans out there. It's all good. Um, but I think at this point they just want to accommodate him because – he did so much for the Seahawks franchise, but um, if he wants to go back to Oakland, then if he's going to unretire and go to Oakland, then he's he probably won't come out of retirement if he doesn't do that because he already said he would. So right. we'll have to follow that story as more develops, but eight days till draft day. We'll see if, if, if anything comes out by then. In a league that's commonly named the No Fun League, Marshawn was a pretty entertaining character. Oh, I even, agree. Even when he said nothing, he got headlines. <laughs> Exactly. Thanks for asking. <laughs> just sticking it to the man. I'm not going to answer your questions. I'm just here so I don't get fined. Oh, it's beautiful. <laughs> Charles says trade Richard Sherman for a sixth round pick. <laughs> yeah, you'd like to get your, you'd like to get Richard Sherman for a sixth round pick. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Um, Charles just says he wants to see the Seahawks lose good players. Lose good players. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness! We got a little it's, fan talk. It's malicious. Going on. <laughs> it's malicious. It's all right. It's all right. They got oh, that goodness. nice draft position this year. Maybe they can do something with it. We'll see. <laughs> uh, all right. So, anyways, that's what we've got for football. Let's talk a little bit, actually a lot, a bit about some NBA action. All right. My favorite part of the podcast because it's NBA playoff season. I know the most about basketball <laughs> compared to the right. other sports. So it's, it just comes easier, and I like to talk about it. So uh, for this podcast, since Corbin's uh, he's beaming in over the phone, uh, we're just going to do a, a little runaround of all the, the matchups that are happening in the playoffs right now, and we're going to talk about the stories that are happening within each of those series. We're not going to necessarily break down each series because 
Um, if you've seen in the previous social media promotion stuff, Corbin is actually going to be here for a live podcast, like on camera here with me. Uh, we're going to be going through all the NBA playoff matchups in detail. So we don't want to do too much of that today. We want get to get to that on Saturday, um, which is going to be interesting because we have some news here in a minute, and it's bolded on the outline. Corbin could probably see it, and he's probably giddy reading it right now. Um, very excited. <laughs> yes, very, very excited. So much excitement. Uh, I can barely contain myself. I'm actually really looking forward to it. <laughs> <laughs> so the first matchups we're going to talk about are the Western Conference. Uh, first, before we get to it, Charles says Bulls are up 2-0 over the number one ranked Celtics. That is true. That is we're very have to true. We're going to talk about that. We will talk about that. What do you know? Um, but anyway, the first one I want to talk about is Golden State and Portland, number one seed against an eight seed. Uh, sort of the, the stories going on around there is that KD is back from his injury that happened towards the end of the season. Um, if you didn't hear, he uh, what what did he do again? It was it. Was it a meniscus thing? Meniscus, I believe. Yeah, meniscus. The son returns. And so he six co- weeks, I believe, is what he was out. He was out six weeks. He comes back and he played in a couple of games. I think just game one and game two. And apparently, he has like a left calf strain now, and so he's probable for game three. And I mean, honestly, if he's actually hurting, why would you risk? one of the best players in the NBA for that game three when you're probably going to sweep that series anyway? I don't know. What do you think? I, I agree. I mean, it's tough because, you know, Damian Lillard is a savage, and he could he could light him up for a game or two. But I don't see – Dame doesn't really have – you know, he's got McCollum, but he doesn't really have the support team he needs to, to compete with the depth of Golden State's talent and, you know, the depth and the synergy of that team. I'm with you. I think KD – I think KD rests and plays minimal minutes, but – yeah. We'll see what Steve Kerr does. Steve Kerr has demonstrated that he's a very competent coach. Agreed. Youngest coach to reach 200 wins. Didn't take him very long. Um, yeah, it's not like he had a bad lineup, but he's, <laughs> he's definitely doing it in style. That's true. Um, other fun stories in that series are that uh, Draymond Green has been stuffing the stat sheet, um, getting a near triple-double, adding like four blocks and steals to the other two columns. So definitely doing his job there as a defensive uh-huh. guy. Um, Dis- disclaimer, I'm not a huge Dre fan, but what he's doing right now, if he doesn't cool off, he's going to keep tearing up everybody. I agree. That's like if, if they make it to the finals and he continues performing at that level, that could be like NBA finals MVP status. In Absolutely. That um, stat line's nasty. It's kind of like what Kawhi Leonard did a couple years back when the Spurs won it because he, he put on a defensive show and just kind of mm-hmm. bloomed into what he is is now. But – so basically, long story short, is that the Warriors are in full playoff form. They are ready for it. Curry's been hot lately, so um, really not a whole lot to see in that series besides the injury on KD. Uh, but the series that I am the most excited about, and I probably should have put this one last, but because we're talking West matchups, I figured why not just stick it in there. So the Clippers, the Western Conference, aka the Western Conference, <laughs> Western Conference NBA, yeah. Uh, we've got the the L.A. Clippers, the number four seed, versus the Utah Jazz, number five seed. Um, you know, towards the end of the season, they were battling for that home court advantage, and they both ended up with the same record. But because the Clippers beat the Jazz two to one in the season, they got the home court spot. So the Jazz really did all they could in their side of things, uh, but the Clippers took care of business. But, but, literally twelve seconds into game one. Rudy Gobert gets his knee bumped 
and hyperextended it. Um, they, the official report was that he hyperextended his knee and there's a bone contusion. So a bone bruise and he's out sort of indefinitely, but um, between game one and game two, they had video footage of him shooting around at practice. He had a knee brace on. So that's something you want to see. Um, he's probably, if not the best player on the Jazz, he's right there with Gordon Hayward. Um, this guy, like, they really need him if they're going to get this series. Being the defensive guy he is, I personally think that Rudy Gobert is the defensive player of the year. The three that people that people are talking about right now are Kawhi Leonard, Rudy Gobert, and on, or, uh, Draymond Green. Um, do you have any thoughts on the defensive player of the year, Corb? I, I think it's Kawhi or it's – I mean, you just named the top three. I, I prefer to see Kawhi get it just because he plays every square inch of the court on defense. But Draymond does that too, so it's kind of tough. Um Draymond obviously isn't the, 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 you know, doesn't bring the same stat line, but he's defensively, he, he plugs up the middle. Same as Rudy. And Rudy was good for 14 and 13 almost, averages for points and rebounds That's too. That's true. Yeah, you know, we're he, talking defense, but Rudy's, man, what a talent. Yeah, he's a tough loss. He's a big dude. I mean, obviously he's going to be defensive because he's that tall and he can just get up and block people down low, but all the rebounds he's getting too, he, a lot of those have, have got to be offensive rebounds and second chance points are what really help you win games in the playoffs. Anytime that you can take the ball out of the other team's hands, that's huge. Um, Absolutely. I'm hoping to see him back. I hope so, too. Uh, Jason on Facebook says he will be ready for Game 3. I don't know if that's official, though. Is that official? I want to know. So. I want to know where you're reading that because um, I think that he is, like, one of the integral parts for them winning this series. I feel like that without him, they wouldn't have gotten this far this season. Um, so I want to see him back, but... Even without him, the Jazz managed to steal game one because of the other story the Jazz have going is Joe Johnson, this dude. He's, he's one of those veteran guys they brought on just because he's a veteran guy and he can fill in the role uh, whenever they need it. Um, this guy, is he's one of those players that's averaged like 16 points per game throughout his career. Um, came in the league in 2001, 2002. He hit a peak of 25 points per game in 06, 07. But from there, he slowly dropped, and right now he's averaging 9.2 per game. Um, Jason says that Rudy Gobert for game three is not official. So we'll have to read up a little bit more after the podcast and see what's going on there. But Joe Johnson's one of those veteran players who can fill in the spot when people are injured. And that clearly showed, I mean, he came through with the clutch shot. Um, I just think they, they've got to re rely on their veteran talent to scrape by. I mean, without the big defender and Rudy Gobert, I think he's going to be a big part of that offense. Um, obviously Gordon Hayward too. So, I don't know. Yeah, that's tough. You don't have Gobert to, to go head-to-head -head with uh, DeAndre down low, oh, DeAndre Jordan. Man, last Those night, guys are – that's a battle. Last night was just crazy. They, they couldn't stop uh, either Blake Griffin or DeAndre Jordan, just throwing down alley-oops left and right. Um, but the really cool news about this series is that my buddy Corbin here and myself, along with three other uh, people, we will be going to Game 4 in Salt Lake City. What oh, up? Oh, yeah. So stoked about it. Um, me and my friend Can't Jacob. Can't wait to see the matchup. Dude, it's going to be so cool. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get down there by the by the floor before the game starts and take some pictures. Going to put together a preview post to talk about what to expect. And then afterwards, oh, man, I, just, I can't wait. Because the thought was that me and my friend Jacob were, we were thinking, you know, if the Jazz win game one and game two, maybe we should get tickets for game four because there's a high chance of it being an elimination game, which would be super fun to be a part of. 
Um, but then we upgraded that to why wait until the Jazz win game two and just get tickets now? <laughs> Absolutely. So we went ahead and went ahead and bought three tickets, and then we managed to get two other people who wanted to go. So we bought the other two right next to us. We'll be sitting up high, but I'm not even – I have no care in the world. I'm so excited for that game. I've been at high altitude in the Salt Lake City Arena. It's still fun. It's a great It's a great venue. I agree. And uh, Charles on Facebook says, can the Jazz compete with the big players on the Clippers? I think we already touched on that. If they are playing at their best, uh, Blake Griffin and Chris Paul are hard to beat. I, Chris Paul, man. It's true. He's dangerous mid-range, but his – Having his passing ability with those two big guys in there, that's pretty tough to beat if you don't have a big defender. Um, Charles, I don't, I don't think Charles knew that we were going to the game. Did he know that? Don't, doesn't look like it. Now he knows. He says, awesome, you guys are going to SLC for that. Heck yeah, man. Be jealous. <laughs> no, just kidding. I shouldn't wish that on you. You're way over there on the West, East Coast. <laughs> he did not know. Oh, breaking the news to him over the internet. Mm, in front of everybody. <laughs> Uh, so really looking forward to that. But the reason why it's going to be interesting on Saturday when Corbin comes comes to Idaho Falls for the, the Saturday podcast is we're going to be touching on all the NBA playoff stuff, and then the next morning we're heading to Salt Lake for that game. So It's an NBA weekend. It's a big basketball weekend, definitely indeed. Yes, sir. <laughs> Corbin putting on his, his announcer voice. Love it. I yeah, I need a little bit more practice. <laughs> Basket sports ball time. Um, Put the ball in the hole. <laughs> anyways, uh, so after, sorry, we talked a lot about the Clippers Jazz, but we're just, we're too stoked. Jason's jealous on Facebook as well. I'm, I'm sorry. I mean, you guys are in Utah. Why don't you, why don't you go get some tickets, huh? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, next series, we got Houston against OKC. Big story there is it's a head-to-head -head MVP candidate showdown. Um, as, as most of you probably know, James Harden and Russell Westbrook used to play on the same team in OKC. I'm pretty sure James Harden was on the Sonics when they were there. Is that true? For, uh, for a little that's bit? That's a good question. I don't know that. If he was, it was for like one year, but I, I want to say he wasn't. But, you know, KD, Russell Westbrook, James Harden were all on that same team there in OKC. Now it's they're all in their own places, and they all play like huge roles on the teams that they're a part of. Um, go figure. But they were like the original big three before LeBron, uh, Bosch, and, and Wade. So it's kind of interesting seeing them all broken up and doing different things elsewhere. Um, but that was back when the beard was, like before the beard was the beard. Like that wasn't, right. that wasn't even his identity yet. Like he came the out beard. of college. He had like the nothing beard had a little beard. Yeah, it was a, a little beard. Because it would be it's been developing bitty bitty. this persona, this brand over the last four or five years. I know. Trimming it, plucking it, fluffing it, oiling it. <laughs> it's dense. It's healthy. The roots are deep. Things live in there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a habitat for local birds. And uh, chipmunks. Chipmunks as well. Um, but This it, is actually one of my favorite matchups so far, just because of the intensity between the, the, the debate within the NF, you know, the NBA yeah. fan community and the professional community about who is the MVP. Is it, you know, is it Russell's triple doubles? Is it Harden's crazy numbers and stepping up as point guard? I don't know. It's tough. It but, really, uh, really it's is. It's a fun one to watch. It's, it's dynamic. It is a fun one to watch. The way I see it is, like, I mean, I've said it before and I'll say it again, but, like, Russell, I feel like has affected his, his team more than – any of the other candidates has this year. Um, I mean, you could probably look at the assist to turnover ratio and say that Russell Westbrook has the highest, 
um, meaning like most turnovers per assist. But I don't think that like without Westbrook, there's no way the Thunder even make the playoffs. There's no way. I mean, who else could? Much less a six seed. Yeah, and if and if they're if they're in there with him, if like say if they put even a mediocre star in in his place, they probably end up middle middle of the pack, if not like bottom five. I'd say that's just me. Like they don't have. Much yeah, I'd of, say twelve, thirteen. Yeah, they're not up there without him. So, but then you have James Harden, who's like the Euro stepping king of this century. Like he can the step back crossover. He, Double dash, dime dropper. He's one of those guys that has this like nonchalantness about him, and like he just puts like one little tiny crossover and then a a baby head fake. I think it maybe the beard accentuates his head fake because it's just so big, and the players go flying over him. He's like, oh hey, what's up? Mid range jumper, it's good every time. So yeah, he's saucy, dude. He's very saucy. Very he's saucy. Fun to watch. I mean, he cooks. He cooks up a lot. I mean, he's always cooking with the sauce, boy. He's always stirring the pot, so you know he's cooking something. Uh, Shout out to Little B. <laughs> the based god. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Charles on Facebook says, if you had to build a team and could only pick one of those three, who would you pick? Holy crap. Russell. Russell, dude. Triple-double machine. That energy. That ferocity. He stayed healthy. His style, his swag. Give me Russ. Dude, I... I agree with you, but, uh, I mean, all those things, I think that how much he can do with the ball in his hands, I think it's impressive. So I would probably pick him, but just to be a devil's advocate, I would probably say Kevin Durant because he's one of those guys who's also really versatile for his size. I mean, he can play down low, no problem. He can shoot the ball from who knows where. Um, like, he's he's similar to Russell minus, like, the I want to kill you mentality. Uh, right. KD goes out there and, and competes, and he's good at what he does, but he has the shot from anywhere on the floor. And I think Yeah, KD can hit from anywhere. That's a good point. And, like, Russ doesn't have that three-point shot nearly as good as he does, plus he has the size, and I don't know. I think you're right. It's, it could be Russell, but KD's the, just, vers- just as versatile, just maybe not the stat I, column. I think Harden's kind of fallout there is that defensively he's uh... – you're basically playing with four people. Yeah, he's lazy, super lazy. He's super slow. Like last year, he was on Shaq in a full how many times? He's <laughs> like number one. Almost like, more than uh, JaVale, JaVale McGee. McGee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a couple of goofy dudes, that's for sure. But hey, I, I like that. NBA players being quirky, I think it's hilarious. Uh, that's sort of a different story, I guess. But anyway. Uh, Man, this is going slower than I thought because I love talking basketball too much. <laughs> okay, I'm going to have to pick up these next ones pretty quick, but uh, the San Antonio-Memphis uh, matchup is less exciting. It is much less exciting. Only real exciting thing there is uh, Gasol brothers going against each other in the playoffs for the first time. Mm-hmm. I mean, I couldn't imagine facing off with my brother in a playoff matchup. That would be so weird to be a part of. But That'd be tough. That's cool for the family, though. You know, get the whole family there for all the games, and that that would just be a good time all around. I mean, obviously, whoever wins wins, but if you lose, it's like, man, I hate you, bro. <laughs> yeah, well, and San Antonio is just cleaning them up. I think they've won handedly the last two games. Yeah, they're up two zero. I think. I mean, they're just so strong. Kawhi's leading the charge. I think one of the most impressive things the Grizzlies have done in that series is when Marcus All. Um, after a foul was called, the ball bounced back off the rim, and he headbutted it, and it went in from about eight feet out. I thought that was pretty cool. Those Europeans, man, they got soccer in their blood, whether they play basketball or not. That's true. He could probably make a three-pointer with his head. 
probably. Uh, so going into this next one, this one's going to be a little bit more lengthy too, just because the story behind it. It's a pretty saddening. Um, but the Boston Celtics and the Chicago uh, Chicago Bulls. It's one of the sadder stories in the NBA right now. Uh, so this Saturday over the weekend, um, Isaiah Thomas's 20-year-old sister China died in a car accident. Uh, she was not wearing a seatbelt. Died at the scene and. It's, it's a really sad story. I mean, obviously, this is one of those times where I, mean, I think Ernie Johnson put it the best when he said that this is that intersection with real life and real life wins here. You know, I mean, sure, it's NBA playoff season. Players are focusing, trying to get in their, in their right mindset to compete and go for a title. But that's not, not important at all when one of your peers, one of your coworkers loses a family member. Um, I mean, I, losing a sibling – I can't even imagine what he's going through. And so the fact that he has to try and go out there and compete uh, to help his team, I think that shows a lot of courage in him. I mean, this season he's poured everything he's got into this season, especially in the fourth quarter of the beast that he is. Uh, but in the playoffs when this situation happens, he, has to, he goes out there for his team. I think that, that that's really commendable. Um, and this is actually – a story that I wrote about in the blog recently, if you go check out abstractsports.com, go to the recent article section, there's an article there about this story. Uh, but one thing that was interesting is Charles Barkley, he he mentioned, like, after watching the video of Isaiah Thomas and Avery Bradley on the bench just before a game, Isaiah Thomas is basically, you know, going through all the range of, of emotions you would imagine he would be. And Charles Barkley said something like, it makes me uncomfortable for him to watch him crying like that on the bench before a game he's like it's uncomfortable it's hard to watch and my coworker uh, and friend aj from dapper sports he he put this also really well saying that that type of thing is supposed to make you feel uncomfortable because he's not trying to hide his tears or anything he's obviously going through a really hard time um but the fact that, that he is going out there to compete really says a lot about his character and, and a lot about his uh, breadth of work that he's done this season for the Celtics. Um, and Charles on Facebook says, uh, he's played exceptionally well despite his mind obviously being elsewhere. I really like Thomas, and I have nothing short of admiration for him and his play and sympathy in regards to the death of his sister. 100% with you there, buddy. Um, you know, our, our thoughts go out to him and his family as well. It's, it's, it's a tough time for them. Um, Basketball is not important. I say, you know, be with the family. And, and come back strong next season. Um, Bulls are getting the best of them right now, uh, which you don't want to see. You want to see the Celtics strive uh, when when Isaiah's family may, have need, may need it most, but it doesn't even matter. doesn't even matter. Um, so anyways, that's the Boston series. That's the big story, I think, going on in the NBA right now. Got to watch, watch out for Isaiah. Keep him in your thoughts. Uh, Washington versus Atlanta, a four seed and a five seed. Really nothing going on there, I guess, uh, somebody for the Hawks was mad that the Wizards were playing too aggressively, which I think is ridiculous. Um, I love seeing aggressive play. I grew up watching people like Michael Jordan and uh, Ben Wallace and uh, Paul Pierce. People like people who just like they don't care if they throw an elbow in your ribs. They are trying to get the win. I think that's entertaining basketball. Um, Absolutely. These guys aren't made of glass. They can take a they can take an elbow to the chest. Yeah, and, I mean, there's too much complaining in the NBA, so it's good to see. I mean, unfortunately, there's still complaining happening there, but at least the other team just was uh, strong enough to come out and be aggressive. So uh, the next series, Toronto versus Milwaukee. Um, 
Kyle Lowry is sort of the story right now. People are saying he doesn't show up in the playoffs, and then just last night he showed up in game two, that's for sure. So, yeah, he put, put Toronto on the, on the win bracket 1-1. One, 1-1 one. One, one in that series now. He sealed it with a last-minute shot, put him up four or five points there in the last 20 or 30 seconds. So good for him and his playoff reputation, helping his team get the win there. Um, but, man, those Milwaukee Bucks. Charles says, can Milwaukee sneak a win fr- from Toronto? Um, like in you mean in seven? I think he already has one. They already have one. Yeah, it's, it's one and one right now. Um, with yeah, Anton Kupo with the Greek freak, who knows? Yeah, so they're they're going to they're going to Milwaukee now too, and they have one on them. So I think I think that they get at least one of their home games. So I, that could be one of those series that unexpectedly sort of goes to a game seven, perhaps. Yeah. I see that one being more competitive than most. I agree. I mean, the, the Milwaukee Bucks are so fun to watch with, with Giannis in there. Dude is... Young young talent. He's kind of like a Kevin Durant build. He's a big dude, but he can shoot the ball, and he's just, like, rec- reckless when he drives the lane. He's basically like uh, Dwight Howard mixed with Kevin Durant. <laughs> yeah. He's got, like, the size of a Dwight and the, the speed. Kevin Durant, his shoulders are wider, his legs were thicker, and his head was bigger. Yep. He's got some long arms. Dude was holding on oh, to the man. he was holding on to the rim while his foot was touching the ground. That's insane. You don't see that very much in the NBA. That's insane. And he's got like a thirty inch vert. <laughs> he's a he how is you, a Greek freak. How do you block that? <laughs> you don't. You get posterized. Yep, that's exactly how you block him. You get posterized. Um, and then the the last one we want to talk about is the the Cleveland Cavs, the number two seed, going up against the Pacers, number seven seed couple of interesting stories going on there is that the Pacers have the one and only LeBron James ear blower back on the squad in Lance Stevenson. Mm. I'm wondering if he's going to pull that move off again in this series. I hope so. It works pretty well for him last time. Yeah, it got into his head. I mean, it, it got a laugh out of him when it happened. Uh, Brad on Facebook says, in other words, a different body. Yeah, Giannis Antetokounmpo nailed it. Uh, he has a smooth, very different body. He's, I mean, Kevin Durant does too. If you see him in person, he is a lanky guy, like arms, all arms. Yeah, yeah the only thing that uh, Antikupo and, and Durant have going for each other is they're both exceptionally long. Yeah, for sure. Bit, probably bigger wingspans than they are tall. I think that's true for KD. I wonder if it's true for the Greek freak. I wouldn't doubt it. Um, and then for the, the other story for the Pacers, besides the, the ear blower Lance Stevenson, uh, Paul George has been critiquing his teammates – oddly too much like way too much in the playoffs you know seems that way he's definitely saying it's never my fault it's exactly how it's going is like i would have made that shot like when cj miles i believe took that shot and he missed it he he's showed frustration he's like i talked to him after the game and i told him that i need to get that shot and i don't know it's kind of interesting to say that but um, i was watching some of the tnt broadcasting with you know Shaq. Kenny, Ernie, Charles Barkley, uh, and Shaq was saying that it's an unwritten rule that the best player on a team gets the last shot, which I thought was interesting because a lot of the time I think, you know, why not use the best player as a decoy and give it to a guy who can shoot just as well from the three-point range and have an even better chance because you're having two people go to the best guy. So I think it's a situational thing. Absolutely. There's certainly an option to use that as a strategy. Yeah. Because, I mean, 
even if you're Kobe, you mean you might get triple teamed if there's only 1.5 left on the clock. Exactly, and that happened, and he would still get the ball and shoot it. And that's and towards the end of his career, like actually the last five or six years of his career, when he'd get the ball in the last seconds, I would be like, pass it, because I knew that he was going to be tripled, and he would still yeah. try to get it up. <laughs> it's like, come on, man. Uh, AJ on Facebook says, uh, did you know PG-13 has never hit a game-winning shot in his career? That is... Oh, is that true? Dang. That, I guess that. That's crazy. And he's he's Dang. coming out saying these things. Come on. Yeah, if that's the case, Paul, boy, he's, you don't get the ball. Exactly. And then AJ also says that Paul needs to stop calling out his teammates and step up his game. So I agree 100%. The dude needs to stop calling out his teammates. Honestly, it's probably tearing them apart in the locker room more than it is doing any good at all. So Right. And on a professional team, if he had that conversation with his teammate – that should be good enough. Yeah, I think so too. That you shouldn't should have to go, go to the media and be like, I need to get the ball in those seconds. It's just like... Guys, guys, listen, that's my job, and he took it from me. No, that's something professionally you keep in the locker room. Yeah, exactly. Charles says, and he's got two first names. Yeah, he's... Oh, darn it, Paul and George. Um, Charles says he's out of here. Have a good night, and thanks for putting on a great show. Hey. Take it easy, Charlie. Take it easy, Charles. Thanks for stopping through. One of the biggest fans of the Abstract Sports Podcast and one of our contributors. Love you, dude. And one, of the, and one of the best dudes in the planet. That's true. Straight up facts coming out right now. Uh, AJ says he's just counting down the days till he can sign with the Lakers. You know what? He's honestly framing himself up for that picture right now. But yeah, so Paul George causing drama for the Pacers. A lot of crazy stories going on just like every year in the NBA playoffs, but it's what makes you watch it. I mean, it's a very... It, it, they say that sports are like the best reality TV or like the original reality TV show. I totally agree. All these stories that are happening are very human. They're very real. Unfortunately, they affect, we get to watch it affect their professional lives on the court. So it's kind of an interesting perspective that we have as fans, seeing all this drama happen and then watch them go out and perform the next night. Um, but that's it for the NBA playoffs. Uh, again, Corbin is going to be here in my house, on my webcam, we're going to be doing some full NBA playoff coverage in depth of all the series, breaking down what we think is going to happen for each series, um, our predictions of who we might, who we think might go to, uh, say, the finals or even the, the conference finals. Um, but then we'll maybe give a big prediction of who we think is going to win it all and why, um, what's going to be the deciding factors in the series going forward. So that's pretty much all we got it for the bulk of the content. Um, so last week, I left you guys with a question, just like I do every week. Um, and the question I asked last week was, who do you think will win the NBA championship this year? And I honestly, I, I didn't get any responses. I didn't reach out to any people like I normally do. Um, sometimes I'll reach out to people and just ask them personally, like, who do you think is going to win? And then I'll ask them if I can use it in the podcast so that way I can build some cool stories from other people that surround me. Uh, this time I didn't have a chance to do that, but... Um, maybe some will come in in the comments here as we're going. Um, but, uh, hey, Corbin, what, who do you think is going to win the NBA championship this year? I got to go with the Cavs. I got to go with LeBron. I'm going to trust his, uh, his veteran leadership. I trust the fact that Kyrie and Caleb yes, are both healthy. Yep. And uh, you know what? I'm not saying it's a sure thing, though. I think they're going to take it. But, man, there's a lot of competition. We'll see how the first couple rounds shape up, see who falls through the cracks. See who makes the mistakes and who perseveres. I agree. I I, th I think you're right. I mean, LeBron, he's sort of in that same mindset that he had last year, 
Um, oh my gosh, Brad on Facebook says Jazz would if they were healthy. Uh, I don't know about that. Like I'm rooting for them to beat the Clippers because they're the there's something to be excited about in our region, but um, I don't think they could be. Then I mean, if they win the first round, they go against the Warriors. So that would be a tough. That'd be a that'd be a high a high order right there. <laughs> yeah, that'd be a that'd be a full stack. That would be a, a full hundred percent stack. And then he also goes on to say, "You mean the flop king?" As we're talking about LeBron James. He's got some truth to that statement. That is very true. One thing that I'm most frustrated with him as a player about, I mean, if it wasn't Absolutely. if it wasn't for that and the amount of complaining he does to the refs, he could very easily be on the same level as some of those last generation players like Kobe and MJ, you know, people who were like old school in their style. So right. it's it just sucks that that's a part of the way the game is evolving. You know, it's going more towards uh, catering to the refs' calls and trying to get the calls on, for your team. Uh, Truth, I, truthfully, you can't shoot too many holes in his character outside of the game. I agree. When it comes to that, his, his flopping and his his attitude with the refs can be uh, it can it can wear you down at times. He's even as a big fan personally of LeBron, it's it's hard to watch sometimes. Yeah, Brad says never seen a man that big crumble after a small guard bumps him. <laughs> well, that happens, but like but he got that foul though. Yeah, he got the foul. I mean, he's, if he's selling it, he's getting points for his team. It's like any way to win, it's just unfortunate that it has to be in a soft way like that. But Corbin's right. He's LeBron has that mentality that he had last year um, in the playoffs where, like, before in the pregames you see him warming up, and then, like, he just, like, rips his warm-up off and he starts screaming. He's like, let's go! And, like, when that happens, I get goosebumps because I'm like, oh, my gosh, he's going to kill a man tonight. And, <laughs> And, Plus, he still dunks crazy hard for being almost 30. Yeah, he's, he's got – for being 30. His legs are not going away anytime soon, it looks like. But um, I think you have a solid case. LeBron, he could very easily be the leader that takes that team to the playoffs. I mean, they still have all the role players, like you were saying. Kyrie is, like, the clutch man of the year. Like, he's been hitting buckets all year when it counts. And so I think if they're ever in a situation where they need a guy, they have one. And if they – in a similar situation with Paul George, I don't, I don't think Kyrie will be the guy that's like, I need to get the shot. He's like, hey, I'll do what's right for the team, which is how it should right. be. Um, Kyrie's easy going. Exactly. AJ on Facebook says the Wizards are playing good ball, and an easy second round matchup against the Bulls puts them in a good spot. That's true. Uh, I think the Bulls are looking really nice right now, though. Um, I mean, sh- they're going against sort of a a weakened Boston Celtics team, but. The Bulls have been kind of clicking lately between uh, Rondo, Jimmy Buckets, and Dwayne Wade. I think they've been doing pretty good. I think the Wizards and Bulls matchup would be a really cool one to see. Um, it's just too bad that those teams are clear over on the other side of the country. I want to go catch one of those games. Yeah, there's that East Coast matchup is solid. I agree. Uh, so as far as my answer to who I think is going to win the NBA championship this year, oh, my gosh. This is so hard. I Put it on the internet, Kyle. I know. <laughs> People don't forget. I mean, if you're going to say the Cavs, I almost – I don't think the Spurs can take the Warriors in the West if they get to that point. I really don't. Same with the Rockets. I don't think they have as well-rounded of a team as the Warriors do in the West if they got to the point of the Western Conference Finals. I don't think that they could stand them. Um, and if, you know, with KD being somewhat hurt, I think he's going to be completely healthy by the time the second or third round comes around. Uh, Brad says Warriors on Facebook. I, I don't know. I think that Kyrie started getting hot at the right time towards the end of the season, and 
Um, it sort of allowed with with KD being out, it allowed other players to get some minutes and get warmed up for the playoffs. People like Clay Thompson, who actually don't put up, he doesn't put up all that much points with Kevin Durant in the lineup, and so it kind of allowed him to get more minutes and more shots. Um, so the injury is almost like has a silver lining to it. You know, obviously you don't want to see one of the best players in the NBA go down right before the biggest time of the season. Um, but he's back. He's he's going to be fine. I just think that they have them. They're similar to the Cavs, where they have a guy for every position that can play that position really well. Um, but with the Warriors, I think it's like the three-point shooting is what's going to be the difference in that series. So I will go with them. If it, my second choice would be the Cavs, though. I'm just being like devil advocate, sort of devil's advocate, trying to create some stories. But I, I do think that the Warriors would beat the Cavs in the finals if they had a re-rematch. That's so, fair. I, I don't think they would have given up that game six twice. I, yeah, seriously. Um, so now moving on to this week's question, we haven't thought of one yet. I'm really, I'm just kind of struggling with this one. Um, let's see what's going on in the sports world that we could pose a question to make people think about. Hmm. Hey, Brad says Brad's got the Warriors. Oh yeah, Brad says Warriors. So, got a couple votes for the Warriors. I feel like a lot of people are going to take Cavs or Warriors this year, but I I think it's partly because of wishful thinking. Probably. Um and and so I mean if the Golden if Golden State and the Warriors did go did face off in the finals again, they'd have home the Warriors would have home court advantage. True. That Brad, makes a big difference. Brad says where's beast mode going? Well, you showed up a little late. They haven't talked about him that much in the news. Um, we we can place bets on where we think he's going to go, but I'm pretty sure it's only going to be to one or two, to, one of two teams, either the Raiders or the Patriots. It's one. I hope it's the Raiders. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> um, well, shoot. Um, I don't have any questions. Corbin, can you think of anything we can ask? If if not, we can just come up with a good one for Saturday. Oh, there we go. Well, That's then, I say you can come up for one Saturday or ask people how they spend their time watching sports in the summer when it's nice out as opposed to the cold, dreary winter. <laughs> how do people get involved? How do, how do people interact with sports in the summer versus the winter? I like that. Let's go with that. For this week? Sure. Sure? <laughs> do you want to do it this week or next week? <laughs> Your call. Uh... You can save it till you can save one till Saturday if you want. Save it till Saturday. It's your call. I'm letting you call this one. Do you want to use that question for this week or next week? Put me on the spot. I am. I say I say you run it. You got to keep the trend alive. You can't not have a question. All right, we'll use that question then. So I don't need to type it down. I'll just I'll tell you guys. Jeez, I'm like out of my zone at the moment. Um, so AJ did suggest the question: which which quarterback will be drafted first? Um, he also suggested who will be the top pick in the NFL draft. Um, I think those are both really good. Uh, we could go with one of his for this week and then use the summer one next week. Do it. All right. I like I like the draft-related questions. Okay. So I'm thinking who will be the top pick. That seems the most er, – oh, my gosh. I'm going to say the quarterback one because that at least narrows it in on one position. That makes it kind of interesting. So this week's question for all you NFL fans out there, uh, which quarterback will be drafted first in the NFL? That is your question of the week. Which quarterback will be drafted first? 
Um, I'm going to actually write that down just so I have it. Who will be drafted first? That's close enough. <laughs> um, so that's your question. Feel free to email your answer to us. Our email is hello at abstractsports.com. That's H-E-L-L-O. Rhymes with jello, but an H instead of a J. Uh, maybe we'll use your answer in the podcast next time. Uh, so if you're an NFL fan, get on that question. Who will be, which quarterback will be drafted first in the NFL coming up in about eight days? Um, you can also tweet that at us on Twitter, Facebook, message it to us. We'd be happy to share your answer on the air next week um, or next this Saturday, I guess, because that's coming up this Saturday. So this Saturday, I'll, I'll share your answers. Uh, so if you want to get involved with Abstract Sports, head on over to abstractsports.com. Uh, there are some helpful links in the footer of every page where you can uh, get started on writing your first article with us. Um, you can also find this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, YouTube. Pick your favorite favorite outlet. Follow us on there so that if you can't make it for the live stream, you can at least catch us on your ride to work. Uh, please drop a comment wherever you are watching it from, obviously not while you're driving. Uh, <laughs> just let us know how what you think of the podcast in general. Let us know if there's any way you think we can improve or anything you want to suggest. Um, we're always open to uh, feedback. It's always positive. Um, be sure to follow and like our Facebook page. Go to facebook.com slash abstract sports. Um, that is where we do the bulk of our live podcasting, especially because we can have the highest quality audio for you. Makes for an overall better experience. Um, sometimes we will stream on Instagram. You can find us there at abstract sports is our handle or on Twitter, abstract sports with a K. So, that is all I've got for you guys. Um, it's been a, a pleasure talking to everybody in the comments. We had 54 comments this time. We're coming close on an hour and 10 minutes. So, wow. For having a two-man podcast, I think we did pretty good. What do you think, Corbin? I agree, yeah. Thanks again for having me on. It was a blast. I'm looking forward to being over there Saturday and going to the game Sunday. All right, sweet. So, look forward to this Saturday. We're going to be doing a podcast. Uh, do we have a time set for that yet? Uh, not hard time. Okay. No, I don't think so. All right. Um, so we'll come up with a time and we'll put it out on social media. That's why you should be following us. Uh, <laughs> so look forward to a Saturday podcast with me and Corbin. Corbin's going to be here. We'll be on camera talking all NBA playoff action in detail and in depth. Um, and that'll be the night before we go to us to Salt Lake city for the jazz and Clippers game four. So, with that, I mean, Corbin, do you have any last words or? No. Get out there and participate in some sports this summer. Yeah. Play some softball and some volleyball, golf. I like, golf. I like his suggestion. Get out there and be active. Get a little bit of a suntan going. It's good for you. Um, get vitamin D on. Get the vitamin D. But that's all that we've got for you today. I want to thank my buddy Corbin for joining me on the podcast. It's been real. I, will, I hope that we can get this becoming more of a regular thing somewhere down the road. I mean, I don't know how regular it can be, but. Um, whenever I can get somebody to join me on the podcast, I think that makes for good content. So with that being said, that's all we've got for you today. Thanks for tuning in, everybody, on Facebook. My name's Kyle Richards, and you just listened to the Abstract Sports Podcast. We'll see you next time.